Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, good morning, everyone. Joe Cameron and John Rich is at 94 WIP as we broadcast from Borgata on this uh, Friday morning. Well, it's been quite a week, and the 76ers have certainly dominated, dominated the uh, discussion and it's really been a bummer because of course they had a shot to advance and you know even win a championship and uh, their season met a, uh, a horrendous end with uh, the end of game six and all of game seven and for more on what lies ahead for the 76ers just a little bit about what's behind but really most importantly what can they do to try to unmuck this we turn to an individual who used to be the boss of wip program director for many years and is really one of the sharpest basketball minds around the rights of the ricky sanchez podcast our buddy mr spike asking hey don't spike figured you guys would be on the eagles mini camp by now are you (laughs) no is that a no monday oh yeah okay all right good i think monday is a phillies reaction to losing (laughs) two of three and tuesday we get into the eagles glad you have a plan down i map these things out i got a a, a sense for these things all right so Spike, I do care about your opinion of what happened, but I care more about your opinion of what should be moving forward. Let's just start with this. If you're Daryl Morey, what are you doing? Boy, he is limited in the scope of what he can accomplish given the assets and the personnel involved. I think there's a couple of different paths. I think the best one would probably be a situation in which next year is almost a pause year as you reorganize and try to put yourself in position, in best position for the next three. Wow. Because I, I simply, and I think you'd be a good team, right? I think they could wind up in a situation if they did that, where they win 47 games, 48 games, and Maxi develops and those sorts of things. But, Unfortunately, at this point, it seems that their best path to staying as good as they are right now is to re-sign James Harden, and I just don't think it's going to work. So, so wow. if, if, it, if it were me, and I just saw what I saw, and I knew what I knew about Harden, and knew what I, know what I know about Embiid, who is not off the hook here for sure, I just don't think I could double down on the same thing that I did this year. So let me make sure I understand this, Mike. I think, I'm under, I think I get what you're saying, but let me drill down. Are you saying don't bring back Harden, don't trade Tobias Harris, ride out Tobias Harris's final year of his deal, after next year get his money off the books, you're going to have to sign Max to a long-term deal, but then use additional cap space 
to try to get the third player two seasons from now when Joel is hopefully still good enough to be a title-worthy player. Is that what you're saying? Well, that's one path, but I also think it could be a path in which you sign and trade Harden and wind up with a couple of... You know, one of the things that the Sixers have been missing this entire last seven or eight years is just this sort of, you know, 8 to $10 million good players on reasonable contracts that are movable in trades. The DeAnthony Mountains, the P.J. Tuckers, Danny Green was one of those players. You know, uh, Maury has done a good job in acquiring those. So I do think that there's a possibility that Harden gets signed and traded if he wants to go somewhere else, that you end up, because Tobias Harris is on an expiring deal, that you could turn him into a couple of decent players on decent contracts, and then the next year is maybe it's not signing somebody in the cap space because those things don't happen that often, but it is having the, the, the flexibility to add somebody at that point. So short answer, yes, something like that. But the long answer is it doesn't mean that Tobias Harris has to be here next year. Which coach who's available – out there on the market right now fits our pieces and how difficult does it make it to assess which coach fits our pieces best if we don't know our pieces basically James Harden is well you know a good coach should be able to look at whoever the players are and figure out the right way to do it okay so yeah put it another way who should the Sixers hire it look again two answers I know you want one if a the candidates they've mentioned, I would hire Nick Nurse. Yeah. The second answer, answer is, I don't really care. I, I, <laughs> I, I just, I, I, unless, I, I would totally be fine with, by the way, and up in, Nick Nurse, when he won a championship, is his first year as a head coach, right? And, and I don't think, at least in our city, we hadn't mentioned Nick Nurse at all. If, if they believe in some assistance somewhere, and by the way, Ime Udoka, I know, has become controversial because of what he did or didn't do, but was sitting there as an assistant on the Sixers bench, went to Boston and was incredibly successful. If they want to go hire an assistant somewhere, I'm totally fine with it. The, the thing that makes me worried, and it's not because I don't think Mike D'Antoni is a good coach. I actually think he's a really good coach and probably underrated, but like the whole idea of the Harden D'Antoni just sort of, boy, is this the only move we have? sort of thing makes yeah. me makes me really uncomfortable how much was the doc firing a sign that uh, james harden has more of an inside track on what's happening in that front office i don't think we'll ever know because he was going to get fired either way mm-hmm. you know it, it it was convenient that the stories leaked beforehand about harden and doc but there was just no way Doc was surviving another second-round exit, even though I think he's a, a pretty average coach. I wouldn't put the Boston loss on him, actually. But he was going to get fired either way. So no matter what you're doing, you probably just want to get it done if you're even considering bringing Harden back because you don't want that to be a consideration. So I think maybe the speed of it had to do with with uh, with Harden, but I don't think the sign that they fired Doc Rivers is a sign that they're necessarily bringing back James Harden. Spike okay. asking with us here as we broadcast from Borgata today, talking a lot about the 76ers. Spike, let's let's get to this issue. Um, the performance of Embiid in Game 7 and the performance of Harden if he stays here. Because there's nothing more important if these guys are on the team than them being able to not do that and do better the next time. Why do you think their performances were so lame? 
And is there anything that you believe advisors, coaches, general managers can do to try to unlock those guys from that ever happening again? Hard and quick answer. He, he just doesn't want it. He, he doesn't want that time and that situation and that pressure. I don't, I, I don't want to speculate as to why that is, but there have been too many situations in his career where it is a deciding game and he shoots the ball 11 times. Do you, and think, I don't, do you think he lacks the desire to have the responsibility or do you I, think I, he doesn't care enough about winning? There are so many different things that it could be. I think, I think a lot of people who do not come through in situations like that are fearful that they will give their all and it won't be enough. So what they do is they, they retract, right, and they can say, well, th- that really wasn't my best, and if I had given my best, I had gone all the way. There's a, there's a possibility that he doesn't want it enough. There, there's a million different things that could be going on in his head, but it happens over and over and over again, and he's 33 years old, and I'm not just going to bet that at some point this guy who has done the same thing in this situation for 15 years, or maybe when he was Oklahoma City, it didn't yeah, happen. Yeah. I, I'm just not going to bet that it's going to change, and I also couldn't speculate as to why. Spike, and based on his comments about the freedom to play like himself, you know, right after the season he's ended. He's a loser. He's Does a, he? He's, like, he's a born loser, John. I, I, yeah. the freedom to play like yourself, what, the, what are you talking about? But does, it, does that mean like, that he dislikes how yeah. he was asked to play this year and does that mean it will change moving forward the way that he played this year that was so good for Joel? What's your expectation? Well, I think it's pretty clear he didn't like playing that way. And he made those comments, by the way, even before the end of the year. He made the comments in an article. I forget who wrote it. Maybe it was Tim Bontemps. I forget who wrote the article for ESPN. But he said he, he had talked about, you know, I'm going to sacrifice the way I play this year, and we'll see how it works out. And, and mm. you know what I mean? He, he's never... The freedom to play how he wants is we know how he wants to play, and it's successful in the regular season, and it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. He wants he wants two guys in each you know in each corner. He wants two guys on each wing. He wants to isolate, and he either wants to get fouled, pass it to an open three point shooter, or or somehow get by his guy to do a layup. But it does, it's not going to work anymore, and it doesn't work in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So what's so the I answer? Yeah, I'm sorry, Spike. Go ahead. Yeah, I I just don't think he doesn't want to play that way. So it, that's my. Uh, aside from the the reasons he's failed in in the playoffs, that's why I just don't want to bring him back because I don't I I, I don't want to be six months into this and have some sort of giant personality yeah. conflict sure. between him and Joel because he doesn't have the cachet to look at Joel and say I've done this I am capable do it the way I say so mm-hmm. um, so so, that's, so and, real quick before we move back to Joel let's just say Spike there's I don't think it's going to happen but let's say it gets as low as two years sixty million. Are you saying you would not sign Harden to two years, sixty million? I think you could convince yourself that that is tradable after this year, and that you're, you know, you'll, you'll, you don't have a better option. You could find a way to trade it. I, I think you could convince yourself you could do that, but as a as a consumer <laughs> and, and somebody who has to talk about this team, you know, right twice a week yeah. for my whole life until I die. I just, I don't want to do it again. I just, yeah. I, I candidly, personally, selfishly, I just don't want to watch it again. I don't, I don't want to do it because I know how it ends. Right. I don't want to read the same story when I know how it ends and it ends mm-hmm. badly. So speaking so, of how it ends, 
Yeah. Joel, again, came up lame in a big spot. And it's particularly noteworthy with Jokic dominating in the Western Conference and probably having the inside track to win the title at this point. Let's get back to why, in your opinion, was Joel so lame in Game 7 and what can be done to unlock that issue in the future? So he is a great player. He's one of the greatest Sixers of all time in terms of you know how he plays. He is not an alpha star type guy. He doesn't have it. He, he just and, – and I think having the other best player on the team – be a similar personality type made it even worse. The, the, the leader on the team, P.J. Tucker can be a leader. He can't be the leader. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. He can be a person who reinforces good habits and is on the court and dies for loose balls, but he can't be, it can't be him and D'Anthony Melton that are showing everybody how it's done. Totally. It, doesn't, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So I, I am... Joel is only 29, but everyone that we compare him to who has, had, not, you know, had, had not reached the mountaintop at this point in their career, they do have more accomplishments than he had. Dirk is brought up a lot, but Dirk had more accomplishments than Joel had at, at this point in his career. I am fearful that, like... He's a great player. He wants to be the, the guy. He's not the guy. And his belief that he should be the guy prevents them from ever having the guy with him. Yeah, you know, wow. I, it's, everybody's crying for Jimmy Butler this week, and I understand it, and it would be nice to have him here. But, but Jimmy Butler wants the ball every time down the court. And we already know that Embiid doesn't want James Harden you know, he, Joel wants to be the center of the offense. So at what point would that have become a problem, right? And, and we talk about Dame Lillard. Well, Dame Lillard wants the ball every single time. So at what point does that become the problem? So I, I don't know if Joel has it in him to be the sort of player that at, at crucial times, and, and by the way, his game, I think a little bit doesn't, doesn't lend itself to crunch time situations all the time. He's not a great ball handler. You know, he's, uh, he's, he's an okay passer. He's not a great passer. I think, I'm sorry, that's a really long answer. He, <laughs> we need somebody else who has it to be with him, and he needs to accept the fact. He, and it has to be somebody with enough cachet, enough leadership qualities, that Joel wants to follow that person right. instead of, you know, becoming at war with that person as to whose team it is. How hard will it be to trade Tobias Harris this offseason? Well, it's been pretty hard the last few years, hasn't it? <laughs> so, so, so I don't know. I think, I think the fact that he's on the last year of his deal makes it easier. I think I don't know if there's a team like you know my, uh, what my fear is. Here's my my big fear. My big fear is Harden walks. They trade Tobias Harris to Phoenix, and the Sixers end up with Chris Paul on the team, which would be. Uh, you know, terrible too. What so about I Tobi- don't. What about Tobias for Julius Randle? They're not happy with him up oh, there. Oh, you don't want Julius Randle. So you would you would not <laughs> no. make that trade if you're the Sixers? No, no, no. I'd rather just let Tobias expire. Yeah. Julius Randle. Julius Randle in Philadelphia. I just. I'll be ugly. Uh, it would be one of the ugliest things yep. you've ever seen. Yep. I I I can't even because I'm sitting here watching it. Yeah. Man, 
oh boy, oh boy. You you'd think you loved him too. After the first twenty games, he's shooting threes and he's you know he's he thinks he's the man and all that kind of stuff. But man, the, the three straight games he doesn't play well, and you all have to get on his back. And he you know gives you the finger walking off the court and doesn't talk to the press afterwards. Like, oh man, hey, uh, it wouldn't work. Spike, I would do it. this this season. I just want to thank you for your your Sixers coverage, man. You are. Top notch when it comes to Sixers information and perspective, and we appreciate it. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> You're welcome. So the last, <laughs> last nice thing I'll say about you. I'll yeah, take a I, shot. I, I'll take a shot at your family. Your dad gonna fall off a bike tomorrow at the Eagles oh Autism Foundation. Oh man. Yeah. Let me tell you, I don't want to get that call. I got I got that call last year. I had a you know, I had to drive down to Philly, sit with him in an emergency oh, room for right. two days. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like all the Spike drove the whole way into town. Yeah, all the Howard is Howard talk, but I mean, it's literally Spike's dad, so it, it, it hits <laughs> yeah. home in a different way. Spike, you're a great guy, and uh, we appreciate you jumping on. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. All right, Thanks, there he Spike. is, Spike Askin.